y'all, it's Betsy with the Dickey Foundation, and you're listening to Dickey's Doing Good, the podcast where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in the community. I'm thrilled because my guest today is Wulan Brown. He's a San Diego, California native, and he spent 11 years in the Marine Corps before transitioning out and starting a new career. Uh, his new career will actually be one of our newest Dickey's family members in Las Vegas, Nevada. Thanks so much for joining me today, Wulan. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, so for those folks who don't know you quite as well as I do, uh, tell us about yourself, your military service, and how you came to be where you are now. Yeah, I uh, joined the Marine Corps back in 92. Um, I pretty much uh, was following the footsteps of my father. You know, growing up, I was, you know, idolized him and just wanted to be just like him. So I joined the Marine Corps and, um, you know, pretty much followed in his footsteps. I was in um, uh, my job in the Marine Corps was a psyops which was psychological warfare and um you know i got out and um pursued a career working with uh, amazon thereafter so i know without getting too far into in, into what you did for the military because i know it's, a lot of it's so classified talk to me what what is psyops and kind of tell me a little bit more what that what that kind of looks like uh pretty much in, in short form just uh trying to get the enemy to give up pretty much Okay. You give up without a fight, you know, just surrender. So, you know, we would do things like, um, you know, pretty much play like loud music or uh, music that people didn't like and, you know, just all types of like propaganda stuff to get them to surrender and so forth. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interrogation, that sort of thing. A lot of baby shark until they, you know, (laughs) until they confess to whatever it is that they did. Yeah. (laughs) Or or like, you know, uh, feed them good, you know, because Mm -hmm. a lot of, uh, of our adversaries, they, you know, they're not well taken care of, you know, give them clothing and shoes and stuff like that. Just try to get them to surrender. So, I mean, and it's so much at that point, it's just, it's, it's knowing what people need. I mean, so, right. and, and that seems like that would be a big part of psych, psych, psychological ops is know, right. knowing what people need. Yes. That, that's, that's really cool. What an, inter- an interesting way to, to kick off your career. So uh, it, it sounds like it was really, um, it was a family tradition because your father was in the Marine Corps as well. Yes. Um, so talk to me kind of how, how that worked out and kind of what, what, what he thought about you following in his footsteps. Oh, he loved it. Um, I was actually kind of hesitant when it came to like the crunch time, when it came time to actually go, mm-hmm. like literally like two, three days before it was time to leave. Um, my actual recruiter was the one that like tracked me down and um, gave me that extra nudge. So I want to give uh, a shout out to Wayne Hunt. He was the one that gave me that push. Um, but like I said, I always wanted to be in the Marine Corps. I always wanted to be just like my father. Um, so it was like, you know, my childhood dream. You know, we would get up early in the morning and go running. Um, he would make me, my brother, my younger brother and my older sister like go PT is what they call PT, Mm -hmm. physical training. Uh, We would have to go running with him. And, um, you know, we would do all all that that stuff. I love that. I love it. So what was the best part about being in the Marine Corps? Uh, I'd probably say that traveling was probably the best. Mm -hmm. Um, But towards the end of my career, it kind of um, became kind of hard because I had kids and traveling a lot really took uh, a, you know, big toll on it but I, I like the traveling so and, well, the, and the, the military takes care of you too so absolutely yeah. I mean as well they should I mean you're, you're, you're putting your life on the line for, right. for our country and, and thank you for your service thank so you. where where was the most interesting place you got to travel uh, 
I probably have to say Australia. Very cool. And Greece. How cool. Yeah. Greece. That's, that's yeah. interesting. You got to do assignments in those places. Well. Right. Right. I know what's the worst place. You're like, I'm never going back there. Oh. Um, <laughs> I feel like there might be multiple. Somalia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Somalia is probably the worst. What was the worst part about a wood? Um, just, that? just how that country is. It's just, it's, it's, it's hard to explain. It's just everybody is like living in poverty and there's just like this less than 0.2% of people that live well. And wow. because you have these, a certain group of people that just, um, they all have all the fortune and, and everything. They run everything and everybody else is just way below the poverty level. So it's, it's really bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that, that's one of the things that's interesting when we look at poverty in a third world country versus poverty in the, in the States. And uh, it's, it's one of those things, I mean, at least theoretically in the United States, people have access to clean water and things like that. Um, obviously, not everyone does, but the vast majority of people do. Whereas to, to your point, in, in a country, um, many of those many countries that are third world, they don't even have that. So what did you find to be the most misunderstood time about your time in the, in the Marine Corps? I mean, people think Marines, it's like, and all that kind of cool stuff. Uh, what did you find this was misunderstood? Um, just that a lot of people think that Marines aren't compassionate and that they don't care. Like, because what happens when you go to basic training in the Marine Corps is they pretty much strip you of everything you've ever known um you know growing up as a, as a as a child as a teenager they pretty much strip you of everything so um and they have you pretty much start at zero they have you to get rid of all your habits everything you pretty much learned and they want you to learn their way and everything is by the numbers and it's by the book and um there's a reason for everything so a lot of people think that we're just like these machines and we're almost like the Terminator and, or like RoboCop, where we have to follow, you know, these specific orders and we don't care about um, what people think. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest misconception. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. I mean, but it sounds like you all, they're kind of breaking you down to build you back up the bigger, faster, stronger, stronger Marine. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so t talk to me about how, how the Marines really is different than, because, really, you know, obviously we've got all our different branches in the military, but they hear Marines and they feel like it's somewhere across between the Army and the, and the Navy. Yeah, um, there's a there's a standing joke because the, the Marine Corps is actually part of the Navy. Uh -huh. It's a department of the Navy. And um, there's, a, there's a running joke that, you know, people like the people in the Navy will say, well, you know, the Marine Corps is a department of the Navy. And we always say, yeah, the men's department um, is one of the <laughs> jokes that we always say. Um, but um, yeah, it's just, we see ourselves as, as separate um, from the Navy. Um, and the Navy sees us as just uh, what they say is cargo, because most of the time we're like on their ship and um, being transported somewhere. Um, they're your transportation service. Yeah, they're pretty much our transportation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait until the next time I interview someone in the Navy. Yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. So now, now, what would you tell someone who was interested in following in your footsteps and uh, joining the Marines? You, you mentioned you have children. But oh, yeah. I would I would definitely encourage them. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, um, I think the biggest thing that 
you have to like look into and 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 do your research with is um, find a job that translate into that translates into the civilian world. Um, so like, um, you know, you have certain jobs that you can do in the military that you can't do in civilian world that don't translate into any job. So, um, I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't go and do one of those jobs, mm -hmm. but you should also think about your future and maybe start out doing the job that you want to do that doesn't translate and then, you know, advance or change your job, which they call an MOS, uh, Military Occupational Specialty, and change it into something that translates or transfers over into the civilian world. Um, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, Marines, soldiers and sailors that when they do get out, um, let's say like an infantryman, um, those skill, that skill sets that you acquire um, don't necessarily translate into the civilian world, unless you're going to be like a security guard or security forces or, or something like that, or a contractor. Mm -hmm. um, but it's such a small field for you to trans um, to transfer that skill set into. Um, whereas, like if you were doing, um, you know, something as far as like the IT field or something like that in the military, you could easily transfer over. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably the biggest thing I would say is really do your research and and understand um, all your benefits. A lot of people, a lot of people that join, they don't understand their benefits. Um, there's a GI Bill, um, and a lot of people don't use it. Um, I know when you go into uh, basic training, um, you actually have to enroll into the um, uh, GI Bill, and a lot of people don't take it. They don't accept it, and they end up regretting it later on. So, um, because the GI Bill is one of the ways people are able to get to, that college education, right? To get your college education, mm -hmm. correct, right? So, talk to me about how, how you transitioned with psyops into kind of the the civilian career. How that helped you? Um, you know, to this day, I I, I still use it. Uh -huh. I still use those uh, some of the some of the techniques and skills, um, and I hope to kind of use it um, in my business as far as trying to get people. Um, you know, like pretty much transitioning from getting enemy combatants to surrender to me, to getting um, my community to come to my restaurant. So, um, you know, just like uh, a couple of days ago, I was out doing um, uh, BMGs at, at a Walmart. Okay, doing some community marketing right. out there. Doing community marketing. And um, the first couple uh, people I ran into, I asked them, um, if they wanted a BMG and, you know, if you wanted to be my guest at, at the local Dickies and they were like, no, I don't like Dickies. And I was like, well, maybe you should give it a, a, another try. Um, you know, they have an excellent menu now and maybe the place you went to, um, they just, you know, they, they weren't running it right or you went at the wrong time, but maybe you should give it a try again. Here's a BMG. Be my guest. Right. And, they, and for, for folks who are listening, BMGs are what we call on, on Dickie's side. It's be my guest. It's a coupon that we give out. Uh, people can come in and redeem that for a free sandwich. Uh, that way they get to get to try their first Dickie sandwich on us. Right. Because right. we know once they try it, they'll come back. They will come back. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, some of them were kind of hesitant. And I had a couple of people that um, actually um, took the, the BMG and they actually showed up. So, it, it was pretty... Um, it was pretty uh, 
satisfying to see that it actually worked. That's great. Yes, and it does work. We, yeah. We've been around for 81 years now. Uh, we think we've got to be doing a few things right. So we're, we're excited about that. But so tell me kind of, was there an experience that you kind of look back on the military that really either changed your heart, touched your heart, or really changed how you did things? Um, I don't know. I would say um, probably just... I was on a, on, a, on a ship, I was on a cruise is what they call it, on, for six months. I was on the USS Enterprise. That's a, um, if you don't know, it's an aircraft carrier. It's the same aircraft carrier that they filmed uh, Top Gun in. Okay, there you um, go. The first Top Gun, I don't know about the, <laughs> the, the new second one. The we new don't one. Know I haven't one. seen it yet. So, um, but yeah, I, I did a six month deployment on that and um, it, was, it was pretty life changing. Um, just going to different places, um, and just uh, being young, being, I think I was like 19 years old, going to different countries and just being away from my family. And um, it just pretty much opened my eyes to the world. Like, you know, hey, there's a lot more than my neighborhood. So um, that, that's probably the biggest life-changing experience I had with the, with the Marine Corps. Well, certainly, I mean, I think travel and seeing the world can definitely change and shape people's world perspective it, it, right. it gives, does give different perspective on that for sure so i mean you you've been out there you've helped a lot of people you've helped defend the united states to uh across the world um who were kind of three people who really helped you and made a difference for you i, I know you gave a shout out to your uh your original recruiter right, but who right. are a couple other people who really made that difference for you um well obviously you know god my parents um, and then my wife, she just, you know, she's like my foundation. Um, she always sets me straight and always uh, make sure she always makes sure that um, that I'm doing the right thing. And um, so, yeah, she, she she keeps me on my toes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. So now what does she think? So you've had a successful career and you, you've worked and been with the military. You're doing logi- operations and logistics. And now Dickie's talking to me about this. How did this happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, my, um, my close friend, um, uh, Steve Shearer came to me and, you know, asked me to join him on this venture. And I was, I was all in, um, you know, I, Unfortunately, I didn't talk to my wife before I, you know, said the okay. No. But um, <laughs> I ended up talking to her, and she was, um, she was uh, like, "Are you sure this is what you want to do?" And um, you know, never been in the restaurant business, and um, you know, I was like, "Well, give it a try," you know. So myself, um, myself, and uh, my business partner, we both have teenage kids, so. Um, you got built-in workforce. Yeah, like yeah. So we, yeah, we're putting in the work. Yeah, it, there's there's no sitting around at the house. Um, so it's going to be a family thing. Um, you know, even my wife, she's like, you know, I'll be there and I'll help out and stuff like that. So yeah, we're looking forward to it. I love that. Yeah. That that is so exciting. And in, in Las Vegas, no less. Yes, the city that never sleeps. So where where can so which Las Vegas location are you? Uh, Centennial Hills. Okay. So yeah. So it's it's not Vegas. like in the by the strip and the limelight. It's like a nice area, nice and slow and easy. Um, you know, a lot of people have the misconception when you say Las Vegas, mm-hmm. that they think that, you know, you live in a casino and you're out partying and drinking all night. And that's not, we live the, pretty much the furthest way 
away from the strip. So um, it's a it's a nice location. Though. So it's a little chill. It's not on the strip then. All right. So yeah, we, yeah. we come off the strip uh, for for a little bit of barbecue. So at the end, I always like to bring it around and uh, say, find out what your favorite Dickies meat is and your favorite Dickies side. Ah, okay, okay. I'm ready. All right. So which, 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 what's your favorite meat inside then? Um, well, it was the brisket. But I just had the uh, pork burn ends. Oh, and those, those are so good. Oh, my goodness. Um, I was, they're like, they're I was, like pig candy. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> People were talking about it was pork candy. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I tasted it, and I'm, I'm in love with it now. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your favorite side? Oh, uh, hands down, coleslaw. Coleslaw. Yes, hands really? down coleslaw. Okay, I mean, I, I yeah. like our coleslaw. And what's funny is if you ever talk to, to Mr. Dickey, he is a he is a purist. He is a fan of potato salad and coleslaw. It's, okay. it's the OG sides right there. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm going to go on the lightning round. You know how this works. I'm going to give okay. you two choices, and you're going to give me your favorite. All right. All right, we kick it off with a real easy one, barbecue beans or jalapeno beans. Barbecue beans. No spicy for you. I do like spicy, but not the beans. Not the beans. All right, fair enough. Sweet or unsweet tea? Oh, sweet, definitely. Okay, I'm so glad to hear that because yes. I get these unsweet people and I'm like, they're from the north. It's yeah. very confusing. All right, chalk brisket or sliced brisket? Ooh, it depends on my mood. Um, if I'm being lazy, probably chopped. So I don't have to okay. chew as much. What? <laughs> okay, so we're chopping brisket if we're feeling lazy. Okay, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I hear you because I'm chopped on a sandwich, but I'm sliced on a plate. So. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, sauce or no sauce? Oh, sauce. I, I Mine has, anything like meat has to be sloppy. I'm a sloppy person. <laughs> I like my stuff sloppy. My wife, she's dry everything. So we're the complete opposite. So we, we have no problem with that. So you I know, like that. The immortal words of Paul Abdul opposites attract, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> all right, brisket or pulled pork? Oh man, brisket. Uh, that's a good, that's a good yeah. choice. I love our pulled pork, but I'm a brisket crawler. Yes. And last but not least, ribs or wings? Oh, ribs, definitely. Heck yeah. Yes. All about those yes. ribs. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, guys. My guest today has been Willon Brown. You can visit him at his store off the strip in Las off Vegas. Thank you so much for your service and thanks for joining me. All right, thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. It was great that we could share our stories with you. If you want more information about the Dickey Foundation, feel free to visit thedickeyfoundation.org. And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit dickies.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community.